0: Hello and welcome to I Don't Get It, the pop culture get-off-my-lawn cast, where two guys in their early 40s look at the latest trends in entertainment and quite possibly declare, what in God's name is wrong with the world these days? Or perhaps, if they're lucky, they say, wow, there's some hope for humanity after all. I'm your co-host, Bill Scurry of American Caesar Enterprises, and I'm joined today by, as always, my co-host, Noah Tarno of The Big Quiz Thing. How are you, Noah?
1: I am great, Bill. How are you? Uh,
0: our conversation topic today... Is, uh, it's great. I think we're going to have a real live one today because oh, yeah. we are discussing Snapchat.
1: Yes, the, the that's what, chat, snap, Snapchat.
0: For those of you who don't know, because I, I put out some feelers on social media and I got the impression that there was a lot of ignorance about this, if you can believe it. Snapchat is a messaging application, right? It came out in September 2011. It was created by three guys, guys named Evan Spiegel, Bobby Murphy, and Reggie Brown. Its first incarnation was something called Peekaboo, uh, which is just essentially a selfie application. App and allowed users to share images that were explicitly short-lived and self-deleting. And that's that's really the key, uh, the key here with, with Snapchat. The temporary nature of the picture would therefore encourage frivolity, in their words, and emphasize a more natural flow of interaction. With that, I feel like uh, the first people you would ask are two 41-year-old dudes uh, <laughs> who, have, who have a lot to say about this. <clears throat> uh, so
1: We got a lot to say about everything, man.
0: Do you like it? What do you think of it?
1: I do not like this. I'm not a... Uh... Big, big social media person to begin with. I do use Facebook and Twitter. I never really took a liking to Instagram, but I use it for business purposes. This thing, I basically can't make heads or tails of it. I think I get what its purpose is. And I like the ephemeral nature because you're probably like me, pretty much you talk to anyone around our age group. And periodically we say the same thing like, oh, thank God the internet didn't exist when I was 12 or 13 because all the stupid stuff I said, if it still existed now, you know, I'd be in jail or I'd never find a job.
0: So I like this idea (laughs) that I don't know what you were doing when you were 12 or 13. uh, You don't want to
1: know. That being said, I don't think the interface is very intuitive. And maybe more importantly, I don't understand it for me to communicate with someone, even if it's in the moment, even if it's not broadcasting it to the world, like I do on Facebook and Twitter, there has to be some kind of verbal thing. So if I'm having a conversation with someone on Snapchat, what am I doing? Just sending photos of my face? Like, (laughs) what is this conversation? Like, okay, fine. Occasionally, I'll see a, a picture or a sign and go, oh, I should send that to Bill, take a photo and send it. But that's the end of it. You know, there's no back and forth, there's no dialogue, which I think is necessary since it's an ephemeral. And that's what like, it's supposed to be in the moment. And I guess I can kind of understand that. I just don't understand how you have a photo conversation in the moment, so I don't get it. It's just not a mindset I'm in. Now, to be fair, I've never been and maybe I've learned a little something about myself using this. I've never been an excessively visual person. For me, I communicate in words. It baffles me. I'm amazed this thing's as popular as it is.
0: I'm, uh, I'm going to come down on the side of I don't get it too. Let's get that out of the way up front. Whether it's a matter of I'm, I'm not supposed to get it or I just don't get it. I'm mystified by the fucker, (laughs) and I feel like I am a creature of social media, right? It's not something that existed in our lives before, I'd say, 2007 for the most part. Maybe Twitter was the first service I was on, and I think I got onto Facebook in 08, and there hadn't been anything like it. I don't count MySpace and Facebook. uh, not Facebook. Uh, uh, Friendster. Friendster. Yeah, Friendster. The
1: primordial ooze.
0: Yes. It, it became, yeah. those are the Australopithecines for the oh, right. Homo sapiens to come yet. Snapchat looks like it was made by a, a Down syndrome afflicted Cherokee studying Hebrew and Mongolia, you know? <laughs> oh, come on. Um, I mean, n- none of it makes uh, it
1: At f- least that person would have a broad cultural background. <laughs>
0: <laughs> A lot of representation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it, it doesn't make any sense. It's not intuitive. It feels really arbitrary. Like, it, it kind of looks like people came together with like four or five ideas and just decided to put this like Frankenstein-like sutures. So I don't know what it was that they were trying to create, but the extract is kind of ridiculous. And it's like, I'm not saying Facebook is is any sort of elegant product. I mean, it became elegant. The, the versions one through probably 10 of Facebook were, were clunky and cumbersome until they figure out the idea of the fee. And a wall right. and stuff like that. Right. You know, Snapchat's been around now for about five years. As far as I know, it hasn't changed very much. And it, it granted, I mean, we're not talking about a huge base of people, but I think it's a specific base of people who. Well, read. it's a it, yeah, it's an up and coming base of people. The fact
1: that it seems to be the preferred form among the future. You know, I yeah. I, I believe that children are a future. You know, so. it is.
0: It's it's a. <laughs> Yeah, that's an original Tarnowism. I appreciate it. Yeah, that. most
1: people don't realize this, but Whitney Houston actually was one of the uh, initial adventures of Snapchat. Her, Evan Spiegel was a stage name for Whitney Houston, or
0: maybe vice versa. They pushed her face under the water to get rid of her, so they yeah. had to share the credit. Well,
1: but, <laughs> oh, my God.
0: <laughs> but, uh, I had
1: forgotten that she was dead for a minute there. You know, I had totally forgotten. All right, go ahead.
0: It is mostly underused by our demo. Um, yes. Not that there aren't people from 30 to 40 using it, but for the most part, I don't know any power users. I'll go back to what you said. I, I agree with you in that I kind of don't know what the point is because the talking dialogue of it is not a dialogue. It's It's—it's a broadcast. Yeah. It's its essentially shouting either words or pictures or some combination thereof. You don't have a communal experience. Every time I look at it, I think to myself, oh, I want to like this, or I want to, I want to second this, or I want to signal yeah. boost this idea.
1: Isn't that just Facebook and Twitter having trained you. I get an email from my dad with a photo of my niece. And I go, oh, wow, this is so cute. And I literally find myself for a moment going, I should like this. And then I realize I can't like it. It's an email.
0: I would upvote dinner. In my house, not you know, like <laughs> every time my wife makes something, I would say, "Hey, that that's great." You know, I want to give you a little heart or the the sad face or something like that. If, if the broccoli doesn't turn out well, I, I don't even know. Maybe we've been trained to see the world and in, and in the, in the a landscape of likes and the landscape of um, shares and and all these things. But all that means is that we have to figure out what the thing is good for, how we would use it, and then what it looks like for other people. Right. today I'm revealing the first holiday surprise. I'm beyond excited for this one because it's my first collaboration. So tweet me some guesses of who you think the collaboration's with and stay tuned on my Snapchat later. Why
1: is this popular? Well, I have some theories and they, they, it's going to sound ridiculous, but like, I think they get it some Of the vital differences between our culture, you know, early 40s and kids these days. Get off my lawn. I think there are a few basic reasons. One, we're in a selfie trend fad. I mean, the idea of taking photos of yourself is very old. I did that when I was 17 years old with my friends. Granted, in those days, taking photos was a whole different process because you had to you know, finish the roll of film, take it to the photomat booth, hope a, a VW bus full of Libyan terrorists with a bazooka doesn't crash into it.
0: <laughs> very specific go, reference, yes. Yes,
1: yes. Go pick up, best movie of the 80s, go pick up your film, blah, blah, blah. So phot- photography was more of an occasion. I don't know if it's a fad or it's a long-term thing, but I think selfies are hot right now. And I think Snapchat feeds into that. It's a method of limited, as we said, broadcasting selfies. That is, it's of its time. That's one. Two, maybe a little heavier than that we have entered into we have embraced a culture of self regard that everyone is their own PR agent. It's both very important and virtuous to sell yourself. Um, we are scratching that itch of the ego, maybe not for good for our long term health, but it's where we are. And I think it does that too. I mean, I want to express them as someone I want to write a message. Well, maybe if I were a little more full of myself, I'd want to send a photo, but I'm not that enamored with my own face. I don't give a shit about my style and my look very much compared to a lot of people. Interesting. I think we've been moving into a far more visual culture in general for the last, I don't know, 30 years, maybe 50 years, if you wanna go back to the rise of teen culture, but certainly if you go back to like MTV, where celebrities had to be a lot better looking than they used to be, or at least a lot more interesting looking than they used to be. I think also, and I don't think you can undersell this idea, I think things are popular because they're popular. Popularity snowballs. You Go back to the, the the tulip speculation boom in the
0: Netherlands and- Another good reference, thank you.
1: Yes, another good. I, something gets popular among the right people, it catches on, and then thousands and thousands of people feel they have to do it. They have to do it to keep up. I can't not do it. Why? Because everyone else is doing it. Well, why is everyone else doing it? Well, because they say everyone else is doing it, and it becomes this beast with no head barreling along of its own initiative, of its own momentum. The most powerful force in media is celebrity. People want to be involved in something because it's already famous.
0: I agree with you. Uh, yeah, all, those are all good points. And, and, I think that's a popular thing. One
1: thing I want to add that I actually just thought of too is so we haven't mentioned Snapchat has a video function. You can send like a five, 10 second, whatever video to someone, which I, I have found frustrating more than once because I open a video from someone and I can't hear it because I have some other music going or I have the sound off on my phone and I'm like, oh, I want to hear it, but I can't watch it again because of snapchat so they sent me this video and i'm never ever going to hear it so that <laughs> i find annoying but i think in general video you know for us and certainly more so for older generations video was an occasion you know you take a video it's a big deal You need a big camera and then even when we were kids you needed a camcorder who's got that this idea of broadcasting something casually, ephemerally to one person to two people to three people, it's just not something I feel like I'm comfortable with. But if I were 21 instead of 41, maybe it wouldn't be such a big deal. If I had to put money on it, I'd say it's here now, but it won't be around for long. But Bet against me if I'm betting on this. So there
0: you go. <laughs> I realized I was doing this when I was in Europe uh, last year, right? I took a picture. Rather than taking a picture of uh, Ludwig's ca- King Ludwig's Castle, Neuschwanstein, and, and putting it up and like, well, I don't need a picture of this thing because it, there, there's a million instances of photography. What I did was I put a picture of myself up in front of it because it's like, well, that's right. kind of the thing that matters is me being here. I personally enjoy, would you call it, being your own press agent, being your own PR person. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of that. But. I hadn't been. I mean, maybe it's the fact that I got into filmmaking however many years ago. And the idea that I do need to push my work around or a brand of some sort. And I think Facebook has contributed to that for me too. The idea that I'm building a larger persona than perhaps the, the Bill Scurry who sits in a chair, but the Bill Scurry who lives on Facebook looks a little different. Maybe there's a pithier, it's more well-read, It's it's got more breadth to it. I feel like it bumps into to snapchat because there's no depth there's no communal experience like i said the idea that you yeah. are just looking at a projection without a back right. and forth and i feel like well my word and what i have to say is only valuable in the context of a dialogue with more people and there's nothing right. that i personally can say that's so important or would even be diverting for somebody else who wasn't right and, it,
1: and it's so much harder to promote yourself when you're sending it to one person or to a small group at people versus Facebook or Twitter, where you're conceivably sending it to
0: 10s of 1000s of people.
1: Yeah, maybe it's just I don't communicate that way. I don't communicate to friends in pictures. I communicate to friends
0: in words. The idea of something being transient while maybe fitting into that Marie Kondo style of use and disuse, you know, there's there's the idea that an image has a transient use to it. You know, it's only worth the five seconds it takes to look at it before it evaporates. I mean, everything else in your life is saying there's there's reams and reams and of accumulated data that you're holding on to, whether it is your images inside of um, uh, whatever photo software you're using. If it was actual books of pictures that your parents keep on a shelf somewhere. You're not just burning a picture after taking it. You are holding on to it. Yeah. And, and I mean, it's almost contrary to the Western way of life to to just say something is transient to throw it away. I'm not saying you can't do that.
1: We are a very nostalgic culture. Yes. I mean, so much, you know, make America great again. Sorry to reference that, but you know, we're, we're remembering the good times and forgetting the bad times. And, and I'm, the, I'm prone to nostalgia, man. I'm making plans this summer to go to college reunions and summer camp reunions you know i'm prone to that too because if i take a photo i want to look at it later
0: i'm not into nostalgia myself i actually our, our mutual friend kevin is another person who sort of uh, warns about the danger of nostalgia and, and I, I wouldn't necessarily call it dangerous but for me i'm not interested in navel gazing as much as i am looking forward and i'm not just i'm not, dis- I'm not d- d- dismissing if Uh, anyone who who does, it's just not for me personally. I'm not even someone who lives in a photo reel or wants a record of myself, although it's nice to have to refer back to for for memories. But I just feel like there is a logical... Practice of either taking a picture or a video or committing something to type and having a record of it to fall back on as sort of institutional right. institutional memory. I mean that that to me is what I keep coming back to is institutional memory, which we don't have anymore. I mean that's, that's a that's a blanket statement. We have <laughs> we have institutional memory, but it's uh, I think it's it's slipping where people aren't necessarily putting as much stock into the idea of holding on to the mores and the culture and the sort of conventions of the way things have been done. If you treat something thing is transient it's a slippery slope until you get to the idea that well this is the way we used to conduct business between people and it no longer matters how we used to treat an institution or a, an artifact or a system you know you could just throw that aside and do your own thing without any sort of heeding uh the past i mean maybe that's right. alarmist but I, I kind of feel like it it is inclusive uh of the conversation right. i'm not gonna trust any of y'all sending me shit I don't mind opening some snaps from you guys. I don't. But don't be sending me your freaking crotch pictures.
1: You freaking nasty motherfucking bastards. <laughs> if Bill Scurry were born, not in 1975, but 1995, or even 2005, <laughs> would you be Snapchatting your friends?
0: I think that the idea of what I enjoy this as a child uh, is part and parcel to the idea of why is this popular today? For me, the one reason I think it's popular is, this is cynical, I feel like it's because there are no adults there right now. It's not that this does anything better, it does a lot of things worse, in fact, but I feel like it is mostly a deserted island where you don't have grown-ups and teachers, administrators and parents, and there's no paper trail that counts against you. I never needed something like that as a kid. The idea of hiding things from adults wasn't a big premium. I didn't need it. What I think I would have loved Facebook, I think I would have loved Twitter, Snapchat in particular, no I I think a 15 year old Bill or or a 12 year old Bill would have had the same regard as today where I just don't know what to do with it I think I would have had the same amount of friends to interact then as I do today, And maybe that's the other part is that my friend roster is kind of barren and so I don't think the younger version of me would have been in a much different place with this I feel like I would not have found a use for it
1: I would simply because I remember what I was like. And if something's big and hot among my demographic cohort, I would have felt a need to take part. One of the many reasons I'm glad social media didn't exist when I was a kid. W- worrying over how many likes my Instagram post got or how many people are Snapchatting with me would just be one other teenage stress to add to, to my mind. That's perfectly so, valid.
0: I feel like that's a very important yeah. thing to mention. I feel like that is actually going back into time and reading, divining the thoughts of a teenager, which I'm probably not, yeah, absolutely. As, in, I'm not as in touch with as maybe you are on that, on that score.
1: And I had this big watershed moment in my life when I was 13, almost 14, almost high school. And I realized that half my friends weren't my friends. They were what now would be termed frenemies. So I don't know. I imagined some scenario where I'm desperate for people to Snapchat with me. And all of a sudden, when I'm nearly 14, I go, well, I actually don't like Snapchat. So why am I wasting time worrying about it? So that was was a big moment for young Noah's life. I think I agree with you. I wouldn't like it, but I still think I might use it because we do a lot of things we don't like because we feel we need to.
0: I knew when I was a kid, it, it wasn't like a bitter truth. It was more or less just something that was obvious where, oh, people don't give a shit what I have to say. No one's no one's waiting for me to, if I didn't come to school the next day, no one would care. And I feel like the idea of upvotes and likes and things like that, approbation never affected me in the first place. It was a hard, hard, monk-like ascetic childhood in- in a Long Island high school back in the in the late 1980s. <laughs> Having all those uh, the perks of social media, it would have been a desert back then too, not that it's a desert now. I actually eat a lot better on this stuff that I'm 41 than I would have as a kid. Interesting. Okay. You were you were a little more secure than I was, but that's all right.
1: We're we're learning so much about each other doing this doing this podcast, though. <laughs> we're we're becoming so much closer. It's it's so wonderful.
0: So I'm asked one question uh, most often. Why didn't you sell your business? It doesn't even make money. By deleting the images after you sent them, we changed what it meant to take a picture. I think one of the perks of being a really small company is that from the beginning, we got to think about diversity. He's an American internet entrepreneur. He's the co-founder and CEO of the mobile. Is Snapchat a sign of the apocalypse?
1: I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say it is. Oh, hot
0: take. I'm going
1: to say I worry about it. I think Facebook is a bigger sign of the apocalypse, even though I use it. Snapchat is a lesser horseman, as it were. I think our culture is becoming more self obsessed, less about serving people, and more about pushing myself. I think that's problematic i worry about tech getting less intuitive i mean maybe it doesn't matter maybe it's plenty intuitive to an 18 year old but i think the more tech gets less intuitive the more we deepen the trough between the haves and have nots the educated and the uneducated educated can mean a lot of different things it doesn't mean you know you went to fucking harvard on the other hand i I wish i'd said this more i like the ephemeral nature of the snaps i think it seems to deal with a pressing technological problem in an elegant way. Not just as I was complaining about the embarrassment of the stupid crap you do when you're 14 still exists when you're 41, but also women being, you know, people being doxxed and women being victims of revenge porn, all that nonsense. I have never had the urge to send someone a dick pic, but I think if I ever did, I might want to send it by Snapchat. Because... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I don't care how much I am in a happy relationship with someone, I kind of will feel better if I know they're not gonna be able to keep hold on to that photo five years from now when our only communication is to wish each other happy birthday on Facebook. I feel like it it seems to have an understanding of what some of tech's problems are now and seem to be grappling with them in a way that Twitter is not dealing with them, and this is why people are getting pissed off at Twitter, and this is why the Lindy Wests of the world are quitting Twitter. The trolls have taken over social media.
0: Let me put this on. I'm going to I'm going to yeah. come down and say that Snapchat is a sign of the uh, cleansing fires that will scour the earth of all life and create a holy apocalypse for everybody and none but the merest of organisms will survive. You got to one up me though. You
1: have to one up me, huh?
0: One of the things that I love about social media and I think it became apparent over the last 3 or 4 years, maybe even 4 or 5 years was like for instance when the Egyptian revolts happened and when the what was it the Cedar the Cedar revolution in Lebanon um, right. and the Tunisians and the the to some degree the Libyans Bahrain I think was another one it yeah. was in, it was interesting that you saw social media have this moment and then in particular last year with lavish styles streaming on Facebook live the murder of her uh, husband in the car by police officers and you had this citizen journalism right. uh, looking on people in a, in a very very much a real-time scenario. Yeah.
1: Every citizen a broadcaster.
0: Every citizen a broadcaster and people had yeah. done some somewhat the same degree with Eric Garner in Staten Island, the, the poor guy who was choked right. out by the cops. You have the assets of Wi-Fi or instant media and the ability to transmit video here and there, and you're a witness. Here, you know, this happened live and you are there. I feel like when you take the idea of transmitting information between everybody and you put it in a burlap bag, smash it with a hammer a billion times, what you're left with is a fine particulate silt without any kind of structure. And And to a degree, if you're chopping up your communication between people and not even allowing back and forth, but if you are limiting it to an image or a small short form video, I think Snapchat, if it got bigger, you're talking about limiting the amount of bandwidth you have because there's a cap on video. And the same thing holds true to Instagram, too. Facebook Live in particular may have started out with this very neutral bent of what it's there to do, but it became something very civic. It was, uh, I I would say it contributed to a lot of people becoming uh, uh, woke in 2020. Not only does Snapchat break up communication into small pebbles, but also you've seen the freaking interface for this fucking thing, right? It is loaded with celebrity journalism. You might as well call it the the Kylie Jenner-verse. And it's like, I don't want to inhibit Kylie Jenner or Emily Ratajkowski from doing anything or making money. But the point is, though, is that your Discover tab in Snapchat is more or less just corporate communications. It is glossy, superficial celebrity news. And I I had to drill down deep to find... uh, there's only two brands. I found WSJ and I found um, uh, Nat Geo. Even then, they had very limited offerings, and they know that that's not that's not where their specialty is now.
1: Any hot new thing, businesses are going to want to jump on it and figure out how do they make it work for their advantage. And it might be that the simple nature of Snapchat just doesn't work that way. Just doesn't. There is no way to use it to promote things effectively. I and totally might be, I could
0: totally disagree with that. I mean, really. I, I, You're talking about an era where corporate communications and people who are into PR for all these companies are at the same time more creative than they've ever been before, but they're also completely flat-footed in how to use these things. And I feel like everyone could come up with an apparatus to use Snapchat, New York Times, Washington Post, Guardian.com, Wall Street Journal's already there, Uh, legitimate news organizations, not just BuzzFeed, not just Tastemade, Mashable, E-Entertainment.
1: You made up half of those. I
0: made up half of those. It's the Vicification of news right it's like vice may be this legit brand now but this, this is a, a side rant you know but vice made their reputation on objectifying women and 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 you know amplifying pornographic images and video now they're considered the heir to uh, Edward Morrow and uh, Walter Cronkite it's it's, kind of, it's oh. kind of silly.
1: Better than a lot of alternatives. Better than Breitbart.
0: Yeah. Better than Breitbart, right. If you are diminishing the bandwidth, then this wonderful boon of having social media is almost being diffused, and it's being made into something uh, retrograde by dumbing it, by decreasing the surface area and the convolutions it has. You're making something smoother and less useful in the end. And I think that that is, right. a, in particular, now what we need in coming up in 2017 is something less like Snapchat and more like what I'm describing.
1: Okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, look, I, I also what you say about the um, political import, and that was really also a moment for me when I first really got Twitter was when you saw it being used so effectively in uh, Arab Spring, etc. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and I don't see how Snapchat can do that. Maybe it's, you know, telephone couldn't do that either. And maybe it's it's a flashback. It's a it's an old fashioned thing. And it doesn't do everything that Twitter or Facebook or Instagram might do. But maybe there's room for that in a world where everything is digital. And where within a few years, you know, we are not going to draw a distinction between digital and analog because our devices are going to be embedded into our brain stems yeah. and it's all going to be of a
0: piece. The weird thing is, is that we are ever more a balkanized society where everyone has their own personal silo. And yet when it comes to technology, right. they're, they're, you don't really have a plurality of technology. I mean, you have, you have a plurality yeah. of culture, but for the most part, your interaction, your interface with these things comes down to a few devices yeah. and every, everyone yeah. winds up doing the same way using an Apple device, using a Samsung, you know, uh, uh, yeah. device, an Android or, or iOS right now. You either have Facebook or you have Facebook's um, inheritor, whoever will stab Facebook in the heart and toss it off the throne uh, into the moat and take over its its kingdom. Uh, that's what we're waiting for. And it's like I almost see the case where Snapchat will become that. Snapchat is the scheming Polonius waiting outside the throne room, ready to commit regicide.
1: Would the world be better if some stroke of godly uh, ability – Facebook disappears, and Snapchat claims its throne. Would the world be a better place?
0: I don't think it's ready to go. I don't think it's ready to inherit the mantle, much like uh, other people who are stepping into leadership roles right now that are completely unfit for it. I think that you have a similar thing where they're not ready for the big game.
1: One difference, if we're going to stay with that metaphor, is as we talked about, Snapchat has less propensity to spew dangerous-slash-insulting-slash-disheartening information around the world in a haphazard manner. So while I don't know if we'd be better off if Snapchat replaced Facebook, if we're going to go with that metaphor, I don't think it would be tantamount to crisis. You know (laughs) what I'm saying?
0: Good morning, guys. Waking up with my wife. Should we go work out, wifey? Oh, good morning. Here we go. Wife workouts. He wants to try a Kardashian workout today. Is your intense dislike of this uh, product we've just analyzed, is it based on jealousy?
1: i'll tell you a funny story i'll tell you an interesting story i thought of this when i when i considered this question i remember it was 1996 and i'm in central park waiting to go to shakespeare in the park and someone's handing out postcards some promo thing and i'm standing next to a bunch of old women standing around over here in the conversation and this woman is handing a postcard she hands it out and these old women are looking at this postcard and it's something about visiting a website now this is 1996 right so it was there i
0: remember yeah
1: and these women have the most clear, after the person handing it out leaves, the most clear to me sour grape juice drenched conversation i've ever heard in my life going on and on about how i don't understand the point of email why don't you just use the telephone and they were they were so quick to like agree with each other like yes thank you for confirming my bias that email is useless i am not behind the times and that i can't make heads or tails of it or i won't embrace it i have to ask myself if maybe it is jealousy maybe it is oh snapchat sucks because i don't understand it but i don't think so i've been known to be wrong before what about you
0: i'm gonna agree with you i feel like it's not a matter it's not a matter of jealousy just because this to me is, uh, you know, you have two different devices and two two men enter, one man leave. Everything that Snapchat can do is done better by any number of things that have already been here. If I want an SMS... I have uh, I messaged on my phone. Right, if I, if right. I want a video broadcasting service, I got Facebook Live. I got YouTube yeah. to, to archive this stuff. I have every single thing as represented already. I mean, I'm jealous of popularity, but I'm not really seeing a sample of popularity to be jealous of. Um, I'm not watching somebody do something that I can't mimic. Right. And so I kind of feel like I'm not even getting a chance to replicate that and or, or to develop jealousy.
1: Two things. One— I would emphasize that just because there are other things you can use, it's like a couple years ago that the picture went viral on Facebook of the ad for PC Richard or something from the early 90s that listed 12 items on sale and all of them are replaced by an iPhone. If Snapchat combined all those functionalities of SMS Messenger, of Facebook Live, of YouTube, if it elegantly combined those in an easier to use package, I think it would be a useful thing. I think we're in agreement, at least the two of us are
0: in agreement, that it doesn't do that. So. Well, Noah, not only am I in agreement with you, I am actually yes. in—I am in agreeance.
1: Agreance and agreement?
0: I Both at the same time. Yeah, I, I, right. I am learning my lessons from the internet, and I'm disregarding their and your, and we are now having agreeance accord yes
1: i think the verdict on this one bill for both of us is i don't get it
0: i don't get it and it's a sign of the fucking apocalypse sign of it, it, we're
1: all gonna die and that ghost that little snapchat ghost will suck our souls from our body in the last moments of our earthly existence
0: when the transparent ben kingsley sounding aliens from ai come and thaw out pieces of the ocean look for Haley joe osmond what they will find is the remnants of snapchat culture and then they would promptly, yeah. promptly decide to fill in the oceans and go to another world yeah i believe we have reached the end of another show. Um, if you'd like to find prior episodes, look uh, for us on iTunes and SoundCloud. Uh, you can get in touch with us at at Noah and Bill Show. You can email us at Noah and Bill Don't Get It at gmail.com That's no uh, uh, no punctuation. Noah and Bill Don't Get It, and you can visit our website at I Don't Get It uh, Me, Bill, can be found at, at William Scurry on Twitter, and look for my work, my filmmaking work, on YouTube at Am Caesar. Noah Tarno, where can we find you?
1: Yeah, at Noah on Twitter, but. More importantly,
0: BigQuizThing.com, the world's greatest providers of corporate and private live trivia, spectacular entertainment. Thank you again for joining us on uh, I Don't Get It. I don't get it. I don't. I don't get it. A
1: production of American Caesar Enterprises 2017.